Section 4 of Ingersoll on the Great Infidels From the Works of Robert G. Ingersoll, Volume 3, Lectures This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rita Boutros. Section 4. Sacred Books. We have found at last that other nations have sacred books much older than our own, and that these books and records were and are substantiated by traditions and monuments, by miracles and martyrs, Christs and apostles, as well as by prophecies fulfilled. In all of these nations, differences of opinion as to the authenticity and meaning of these books arose from time to time, precisely as they have done and still do with us, and upon these differences were founded sects that manufactured creeds. These sects denounced each other, and preached with the sword, and endeavored to convince with the faggot. Our theologians were greatly astonished to find in other Bibles the same stories, precepts, laws, customs, and commands that adorn and stain our own. At first they accounted for this by saying that these books were in part copies of the Jewish scriptures mingled with barbaric myths. To such an extent did they impose upon, and insult probability, that they declared that all the morality of the world, all laws commanding right and prohibiting wrong, all ideas respecting the unity of a supreme being, were borrowed from the Jews, who obtained them directly from God. The Christian world asserts with warmth, not always born of candor, that the Bible is the source origin and fountain of law, liberty, love, charity, and justice, that it is the intellectual and moral sun of the world, that it alone gives happiness here, and alone points out the way to joy hereafter, that it contains the only revelation from the infinite, that all others are the work of dishonest and mistaken men. They say these things in spite of the fact that the Jewish nation was one of the weakest and most barbaric of the past, in spite of the fact that the civilization of Egypt and India had commenced to wane before that of Palestine existed. To account for all the morality contained in the sacred books of the Hindus, by saying that it was borrowed from the wanderers in the desert of Sinai, from the escaped slaves of the Egyptians, taxes to the utmost the credulity of ignorance, bigotry, and zeal. The men who make these assertions are not superior to other men. They have only the facts common to all, and they must admit that these facts do not force the same conclusions upon all. They must admit that men equally honest, equally well informed as themselves, deny their premises and conclusions. They must admit that had they been born and educated in some other country, they would have had a different religion, and would have regarded with reverence and awe the books they now hold as false and foolish. Most men are followers, and implicitly rely upon the judgment of others. 
they mistake solemnity for wisdom and regard a grave countenance as the title-page and preface to a most learned volume so they are easily imposed upon by forms strange garments and solemn ceremonies and when the teaching of parents the customs of neighbors and the general tongue approve and justify a belief or creed no matter how absurd it is hard even for the strongest to hold the citadel of his soul in each country in defence of each religion the same arguments would be urged there is the same evidence in favour of the inspiration of the koran and bible both are substantiated in exactly the same way it is just as wicked and unreasonable to be a heretic in constantinople as in new york to deny the claims of christ and mohammed is alike blasphemous it all depends upon where you are when you make the denial no religion has ever fallen that carried with it down to dumb death a solitary fact mistakes moulder with the temples in which they were taught and countless superstitions sleep with their dead priests yet christians insist that the religions of all nations that have fallen from wealth and power were false with of course the solitary exception of the jewish simply because the nations teaching them dropped from their dying hands the swords of power this argument drawn from the fate of nations proves no more than would one based upon the history of persons with nations as with individuals the struggle for life is perpetual and the law of the survival of the fittest applies equally to both it may be that the fabric of our civilization will crumbling fall to unmeaning chaos and to formless dust where oblivion broods and even memory forgets perhaps the blind samson of some imprisoned force released by thoughtless chance may so wreck and strand the world that man in stress and strain of wanton fear will shudderingly crawl back to savage and barbaric night the time may come in which this thrilled and throbbing earth shorn of all life will in its soundless orbit wheel a barren star on which the light will fall as fruitlessly as falls the gaze of love upon the cold pathetic face of death end of section four sacred books